So there we go. So we've got. I'm, I'm doing the announcer slash narrator. Uh, Emily is playing Tell. Jessica is Mrs. Weatherburn. Mm -hmm. And Julian is Sheriff Bang. I'm helping with sound effects. And yes, I would totally be in pull. a sound effect. The voice of can't pull <laughs> at the end. I was just too wrapped up in the, in the story. Yeah. I, just, I forgot sound effects. I'm like, mm -hmm. I was reading the sound effects, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It just doesn't translate. Yeah, I just gotta hear what he says next. <laughs> it's all your performance, sir. Your fault. Completely distracted. Especially when we're waiting for you to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm taking my staple out. Yeah. 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 Oh, here we go. Yeah. 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 End up all over the place. All right. Here we go. The giant stare. <coughs> The Mind Reels Old Timey Theater presents The Giant Stare by Wilbur Daniel Steele. There's a single farmhouse at the upper end of a mountain valley, and from here the valley descends by easy, alluvial steps to the town below, a mile or two away. About this time of year, on November nights like these, three winter winds blow up through the valley, up these steps to the solitary farmhouse, and fill the night with music, insistent, mournful, and menacing. When this happens, people in these remote parts say that giants are moving up the stairway to the mountain. People, that is. Like the widow, Mrs. Weatherburn, and her mystical sister, Tiff. This is another of them night, Gabby. Hark, Gabby. Hark to that. Another of what nights, too. That's okay. One of them nights when the giants come up the stairs to go on the mountain, making noises as they come tramping up the stairs. Going down, I should say, till the wind's from up. No, giants go against the wind. Don't you know that? Mercy living till. Look at what time it is, past seven, and supper not started yet. She's saying nothing of late. It's a queer, funny thing. When John was here. When John was alive. When John was here. I'd have to give him a piece of my mind if he'd been later than six o'clock for supper, and yet now... Here it's me that's dawdling and lazing, dawdling till all hours. Now that John's away. Now John's dead. Now he's dead and gone for a ghost. Trooping along with the dead giant's ghost up the stair to the mountain. Hark to that wind, Abby. Don't hark to it. Don't pay any attention to. Ring! The Smiths! Ring! The Harrisons! Ring! The Wilsons! Ring! The Whites! Ring! Whites, Abby! No, sorry. <laughs> Somebody wants Miss White properly. Who could it be wanting Miss White? Never you mind, Till. Till, stop that. Put that receiver down. It's Miss Wilson. Talking with Miss White. She says... Till, that ain't none of your business. Now put that down. She says... Abby! She says prosecutor is by today. And what can prosecutor be snooping around this neighborhood for? Unless it's about... Oh! Oh! For heaven's sake, Till, what's the matter? They say I was listening. They says that. Says somebody was snooping in on their line, Abby. There, don't take on so... Till, come set in your own chair. There's a good girl. I'll take the telephone a minute and... Yes, here's somebody again. May White, yes, snooping. 
Claire Wilson, only it happens it ain't the somebody. Now, well, yes, it was Till, my poor sister Till, and all I wanted to say was I think two ladies such as you would consider themselves in fine business making fun of such a one as Till. How? Yes, tis, well, it's blowing flurries up here. Perfect cats and dogs. How? The road bridge, till Claire Wilson says the brook's so swole that the road bridge is like to be gone at any minute. <laughs> well, don't tell me, dear. Dear me, I guess we shan't look to have many callers tonight at any rate. More likely us be coming down your way, house and all. No, no, Till, no, no, I thought I was only joking now. No, there's no danger of that, I guess. No, I was just speaking to Till. Well, yes, good night to both of you. Good night. <laughs> I wish John was here tonight. Don't say that. Not with these, these giants moving up the stair. They might hear you and send him. Hush, Till. You're making me nervous. Those are stove noises. <laughs> that was a knock on the door. Abby! Till, you've got me scared now, myself and... Howdy, folks. Why, it's only Sheriff Bane. Slam! So, Till, who'd you imagine I'd be? And you, Mrs. Weatherburn, you're not still hoping, are you? Or mistrusting? <laughs> it was only you give us such a start <laughs> to think of you any living mortal being out tonight along with them that ain't you can be sure i wouldn't be out if i'd known how bad it was it wasn't anything like so bad when i started i've been up the mountain all afternoon looking for them two young heifers of mine that's been straight since tuesday night you ain't seen my suppose no we ain't either one of us well when it came on so all creation bad i see the light in your window and quite right you was bane look at you drowned take off that coat and drop to the stove no thank you my boots are all mud i just take a chair by the door here a spell if you don't mind what did them red heifers your die of die of they ain't died of anything that i know of why I only thought it was queer a body be searching for anything living up this mountain here tonight. Did you hear of any from around you? Any what? Heifers? The giants coming up the stairs. Giants, I declare for the woman. There ain't no such thing as giants alive. No, they're all dead now. Long ago, long ago. And then, them with the other dead, they pass up through the trees and the bushes, trooping up. What's all this foolishness about, Mrs. Weatherburn? Nothing, Bane. Don't mind tell. She's got in her mind it would be hard for anything mortal to get up the road tonight. And we heard on the telephone the bridge to the Wilsons is like to go any minute. You'll hardly get home tonight, I'm afraid, will you? Don't look it. I'll sit here if you don't mind. Oh, land, no. But you ain't it. No more we have. No, no more have we. <laughs> I'll put some eggs on directly. I bet before I started. Well, but I thought you was on the mountain all afternoon. Uh, th that's where I was going to say. Only, o only when you didn't let me finish before I started down, I had, I was going to say having taken a snack along with me in the paper. See. Oh. <laughs> well. 
you don't mind if we have our tail and me. I was just getting at it. No, but I bet. First step on the stair is the Smiths. The next step is the Harrises. Big, huge steps in the dark. It's feeling for them with their feet in the dark makes all the noise. The next step after Harris's is the Wilsons. Never mind, Jill. And then the next step is us. Bang. There's one thing I'd like if you'd make clear. When you come in, you says to me, still hoping? And by that, I take it you mean still hoping I, it might be my husband come back. I did. But... It's what you say next that I want you explained. Or mistrusting. Why did you say or mistrusting? What did I mean? Land. I, I never meant. I, I mean, it was more like a, a joke. Why? Only. Only what, Bane? Nothing. Only. Mighty comfortable here, Mrs. Weatherburn. <laughs> not like this. See, you've been brightening things up a little bit since John was gone. Yeah? Them window curtains make a difference now, don't they? John Weatherburn was never very much on decoration, was he? And that pink lampshade makes the room a mite cheerier, don't it, though? I think so. And then the telephone. Telephone's a comfort, especially to women folks. I'm glad you got the telephone after all these years to kind of connect you with the outside world, you might say. John was never very much for contraptions, was he? Hmm. Especially when they cut into the money, Joan was insured, wasn't he? Oh, is there anything in this valley, stick, stone, or haystack ain't insured? And insured as high as ever the agent will let you? Why'd you say haystack? Why shouldn't I say haystack? <laughs> and then, the next step after us goes right on up the mountain, and all the bridges are out in the dark, and the brook is roaring and tumbling. Bane, you never come here tonight about heifers. Well... As a matter of fact, sit down, Mrs. Weatherburn. <laughs> Thank you. I'll stand. Was um, a Mr. Campbell by today? That's the prosecutor, ain't it? Yes, Campbell is the prosecuting attorney. Yes, he was by. What's more, you know well enough he was by. Look here, Bane, speak out. Is it about John? About John's vanishing. About John's dying. About John's dying and murder in the dark. And how did you know he was murdered till Jessup? How'd you come to know? How'd I come to know? Why, why, I'll tell you how. I hear Miss Wilson saying as much on the telephone. Day before yesterday, twas. Ring! Smith! Ring! Harris's! There, for Miss Harris now. Wonder who could be. Sit still and leave it be till. I trust you'll believe me, Mrs. Webburn, when I tell you it ain't my own wish I'm here tonight. It's Camp Paul sent me. I should have moved of myself, same as I ain't moved before this. Yes, uh, I give you credit for a deal of sense till now. I say to myself, there's one man in the valley got sense enough to know John must have gone away for a spell somewheres by himself. No, Mrs. Weatherburn, twasn't that. For that wouldn't be sense. Now, what manner of sense would there be trying to believe a man like John Weatherburn, solid church-going man with a good farm and a good bank account, good bank account, that a man like that would be changing all of a sudden one special night and skipping no word to anybody 
and never heard of again. No, that's too much. There's queer things happens in the world. There's queer things happens in the world. No, no, take that, take that. It's something else. Mr. Campbell never lived in this valley. I have. Well, I've known John Weatherburn since he and I was boys, boy and man. I've known him. Well, I was the last person to see him alive. So I hear. The last that'll confess to it, anyhow. When he left me that night there in my pasture, when I see him walking away in the dust of the evening, if I'd thought, if I'd been able to know what was in store, oh, dear, it sets heavy, Mrs. Weatherburn. It sets so heavy on me, I ain't been myself. Farm work suffered, nothing tended, nothing done. And here's the prosecutor after me all the while. When are you going to act, Sheriff? And me sitting home thinking, <laughs> sorrow has come on that family up there, poor Mrs. Weatherburn. But today when Camp Hall was by, there wasn't no when you're going to act. This time it was act. So you acted. Till, would you mind getting me in some wood? That's a good girl. And wait, nope, take along this lantern. For I want some good sticks this awful night. Good, medium, small, square sticks. Mine, pick them careful, too. That's a good girl. So, Bane, you acted. You come to accuse me of murdering John? Not so fast. Not so fast. I come here at Camp Paul's orders simply to have a look around. That's all. Looks like it. Is that John's gun up there? Yes, it is. Hmm, good gun. Did you ever try shooting this gun? Mrs. No, Rutherford? I never shot that gun. Sure of that, ain't you? Open the door for me, Abby. <laughs> More wood than that, Till. More wood than that. What do you mean, Bane? I just mean, I was just wondering if it wasn't. Let me just look at this gun a little closer. Just wondering, Mrs. Weatherburn, if it wasn't you, then who was it? I'll tell you who it was. It was my husband himself. I recollect now, twas the day before he left, I recollect him coming in with that gun saying as how he had shot up some quail up in the stone pasture and he missed. I don't doubt your word, Mrs. Weatherburn, nor your recollection. All I want to say is, he never shot this gun. If your husband or any other man was to have shot this load, he'd have cleaned it up after him. He'd sit all night cleaning it. You give me that empty cartridge and that gun! They're my property, not yours! No, sir. Sorry, but I guess I want to hang on to these articles of spell. What would you do if I was to tell you t'was me? Shot that gun. Shouldn't believe you. Then what are you after? You and John been getting on well together these past few months. I don't know as I take much stock in gossip, but they do say John wasn't always the easiest man on earth to get along with. To home. Good man, saving man, but temporary, they say. And of course, there's women with tempers too. I shouldn't stand here hearkening to you. Yes, women with tempers, too, especially out on lonesome farms, without gossip nor sociability nor nothing. Trying to the temper, that is. Especially after it's been going on some years, dragging on. 
always the same, working on the mind and temper, especially with the man to put up with a sober man, saving man, but... Bang. Them ain't your words. Them ain't your ideas. I grant it, they ain't mine. They're the prosecutors. You give me that gun. A sham. Look here. Don't let's bicker over the gun. Let's leave Till decide. Here, Till. Take it. What's wrong, Till? It's a good gun, ain't it? Don't want it. Why? Kills things. Murders things. All kinds of things that murders and kills. Then why did you shoot it that time? I... I don't know. I... I feel like I wanted to... to horrify myself. Wanted to hear BANG! To horrify myself. And what did you shoot at, Till? Nothing. Leastways, nothing but giants and ghosts and the like. You leave her alone. In the dark, was it? In the dark. And Bane, if you pretend to think Till knows what she is saying... I don't pretend to think one way or t'other. That's other folks' business. All I say is, don't be surprised. When John's body comes to be found one of these days, hid in the bushes somewhere or under somebody's haystack, I say, don't be surprised if his head's found half-blown off with a charge of birdshot. Mark what I say and don't be surprised, that's all. Sit down, Till. Now you listen to me, Ed Bain. Rain! 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 Wait! Rain! Us! Us, Abby! Shall I... Set it still. Sit down, Till. Hello? Yes, it's Abby. Yes, what's wanting Marion? It's to your house, Bane. Your sister speaking. Would you want to... How? How? It's him. Not John. Joe. Not living. In the flesh. No, 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 no. John. Well, of all things. And me here then, all for nothing. But how come? Where, where's he been to? Not to my house. Did Marion say he was? Twas your hired man, Edgar. Sam, Marion says. She says Edgar was up in the pasture just now looking to get the colt in out of the storm. He had a lantern with him, looking everywhere for the colt. He thinks he sees something moving along the road and thinking maybe twas the colt had got out. He's climbing the fence there near Harris's haystack. Where? By Harris's road where his haystacks are. Maybe he's been under Harris's haystacks. Seems I hear somebody saying he might be under somebody's haystack. Go on, go on. Where his haystacks are and then he sees twas twasn't the cold after all, twas a man walking along in the rain. His hat pulled down, Edgar give him a good evening, and when the man Give him no answer. Edgar throw the light on his face, and he couldn't believe his eyes when he see it was John. But John never say a word, but come up along the road like a a, a, a deaf man. A dead man. He look wore out. Edgar says, wore out. No wonder, wore out. Well, a battle of of all things. I suppose.
suppose I'd better put on something to eat if John's coming. Uh, I shouldn't worry. He, he may be coming all right, but I doubt if he'll make it a night like this. It's too much for a mortal man, all the way the brooks swall and the wind. What will I give him? Oh, Lord, let me see. Let me see. Um. Oh, dear. Hark to him. Hark to him coming. Making a moan and a drone on the stairs on the mountain. Hark to that, Abby. Let the woman come, 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 Mrs. Weatherburn. Don't, don't give in to yourself. Seems like you, you should be happy instead. Hark to him trooping up the stair. Hark to him swishing through the trees. Pester the crazy girl. Come now, Mrs. Weatherburn. I know it's a shock to you. A happy shock, of course, but but a shock all the same. You've had your cry for. Now it's time to smile. Ain't you glad John's turned out alive after all, eh? Ain't you glad? Am I glad? If you was to know how glad. There. That's better. It's but natural a woman should be glad having her husband back safe and sound. Ain't that baby. Till I know what I'll put on for supper. You know that fowl I got hung up for Sunday out in the shed? You go bring it in for me. He won't want it. Till you do as I say. I don't like the dark. There's things. Don't be scared of that. Here, you take this lantern, and the dark won't be there. Aww. There, that's a good girl. Now, what do you mean by taint that? Ain't you glad to have John back? John's coming or going, especially after all this. Ain't apt to affect my happiness one way or the other. That's what I mean, baby. You do speak out, don't you? But you said you was glad he was... Alive! I'm glad to know it. More glad and relieved than I could ever say. I see now. And after all, it was about her. Yes. About Till. You weren't so sure as you made out about Till, was you? About that gun and shooting at ghosts and all that? I tell you, I didn't know what to think. Oh, if you had the bringing up of that poor creature, if you had the worry of her and the shielding of her and knowing every minute you can never tell what was the next in her poor wild mind. And then I was away that night too. Most an hour I was away down at Mrs. Wilson's and then there's another thing. Well, Till's fond of me, and she's like a faithful dog. I believe she'd do anything for me. Then maybe you and John had words or something. We did have words that day. John was at his worst over my wanting the phone, and he lay a hand on me for the first time. Till see him? Till see him? Oh, and if you had that thought weighing on your brain week after week, oh, you'd know why I was glad. I'm glad you've been frank, Mrs. Weatherburn. Glad you told me these things. I shan't forget. And I hope you won't forget. What's wrong, Till? Where's the fowl? There's things. They blow up my lantern. Till, where's that fowl? He won't want it. What's the use of spoiling earthly victuals? Ring! Smith! Ring! Harrison's! Ring! White's! Ring! Us! Abby! They've seen him again! Be still. Hello? Yes, it's me, Maddie. How? No, speak louder. Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, I tell you, I hear... Yes? 
I'm listening. He wasn't himself, you say. Abby! Be quiet, Till. Yes, Maddie, yes. I heard it all. Much obliged, Maddie. Abby! Abby, say something. Where was it? To Harris's this time? Yes, to Harris's. He's been by. Twas Harris himself see him. He was coming back from having a look at the road bridge Harris was when he met him, and Mrs. Harris says Harris got him in a sweat and as if she'd seen a ghost. Yes, he see a ghost. Seems Harris speak to him before he see who it was. Harris was so laid out for a minute he couldn't move. Then he thinks of the bridge again, and John, he says, if you are John Weatherburn, as you seem to be, you best come back to my house along with me. And by that, John was gone on up the road and disappeared. And the bridge out ahead of him? Mercy angels, he'll walk straight in. No, but, but he'll see. Straight in and be drowned. Stop it! Quit it! You, if you can't quit that, why do you keep laughing that crazy way? It's, it's, it's the horror. It's the horror getting in my throat. Horror of what? Him coming. Coming up the giant stair. He'll be coming in the door there, taking off his hat there, setting down in his chair there without saying a word. It's back to us all so we can see the back of his head shot away with the straw sticking to it. Straws? Where from? From Harris's haystacks. Didn't you say he come from Harris's haystacks? I hear you say well Mrs. that. Mr. remark that. I, I call on you to make a note of that. I ask you to recollect that. What are you talking of? lying in the mud down by the third gate. He'd come back to get Ed. Oh. Yes, Claire, how... Go gone. You didn't say... Gone. When Joe and Ed got back to the gate, it was gone. So it couldn't have been his... Well, he couldn't have been dead. He must have just fainted there a minute. I'll kill you, Joe Jessup. I'll strangle you if you don't leave off that. Here... Where are you going now? Till, if you open that door, Mrs. Weatherspoon, make her quit it. The crazy, raving thing. Till. What are you carrying on so for? To horrify myself. I've got to look. To horrify me. I see him. Black as pitch it is. And yet I see him. Under the trees he is. Coming on. Coming on by the road towards white? That's the end. That's enough. In the black, dark there, his dead eyes shining pale in his head, pale in the dripping dark. You'd think he'd drag his feet, but he don't drag his feet. His feet's not on the ground. Inches up above the ground his feet is. And he comes on, floating against the wind, up the stairs. That's the end. Just that, Till Jessup, to learn you for that, 
I arrest you. Tell Jessup, in the name of the law, I arrest you for the murder of John Parsons Weatherburn. Ed Bain, you crazy. What are you saying? And him coming in here in the flesh. Tain't so. It's all a trick. Why do you think the prosecutor been calling on every house in the valley today? All a trick of Campos doing. Prearranged. Every mind of it. Rehearsed. Every word of it. There. Don't you believe me? Me? That was with him when he arranged it? You hear me, Till? I arrest you for the murder. Moreover, I arrest you for going ahead and concealing the corpse by your own confession, mind you, in one of Harris's haystacks. Saying that ain't true. You're just twisting this poor child's own words about to your own ends. Own ends, you say? I'll ask you to weigh your words, Mrs. Weatherburn. Next thing you'll be accusing me of, of, of most anything, accusing me, the sheriff of Twinsco County, of most anything. Coming on swifter now, he is. Coming on. He's been by White's now. Miss White see him. In the light from the porch, she see him. Now she's going back through the hall. White's a sheet. Now she's going across the dining room. Now she's to the telephone. Ring! Miss! Ring! Harris's! Ring! Wilson! Ring! White! Ring! Us! Us, Abby! Hello? Yes? Yes? Quick, Miss White, yes? Give me that! What? Who's there? Hello? Hello? Who's there? It's me, Sheriff Bain. Hello? Hello? They've gone. Hello? Hello? Blast this phone. <clears throat> there. Now that'll be the end of that. Go on and ring now. Ring! He's on the farm now. I hear the gate just now. In the roar and the moan of the wind, I hear the gate. John! John! <gasps> Till. Oh, Till. Oh, Till her. I'll kill the crazy loon. You broke the latch. Now you can't keep it shut. I guess I can. I guess I can. I'll hold it on my weight against it. There. Listen. That's the other gate. He's nearer. I've never heard a thing. You hear that, then? On the gravel? He's come out of the wind now. He's got his feet on the ground now. Hear that? No. No! On the step! He's just outside, standing on the sill! Go away! Go away, I tell you! Go away! He ain't gone. He's still standing. I tell you something, you listening? I got a gun here. It's your own gun, John, and it's loaded right here to my hand. I got it. No, you won't. You won't. You can't. You can't touch me, John Weatherburn. No, sir. It wasn't my fault. You wanted to call me a liar there by the gate, not with a gun in my hand. You wanted to call me a liar. You wanted to dead strike me, not when I had a gun in my hand. You ought to have known better than that, John. Your own fault, John. It wasn't mine. Open the door, Bane. Open, I tell you. What? Who? I say open the door, Bane. It's careful. <laughs> It's Campbell. Thank God. 
Sally Campbell. John's went and brought the prosecutor with him. <laughs> Good evening, Mrs. Weatherburn. I just dropped up from Mr. White's place as by arrangement with Mr. Bain. So just as well I came. It's my sister, Telltale. Come back here. Where are you going to? I'm going to horrify myself. You've just heard a presentation <laughs> on Wilbur Stanley's famous tale, famous one-act play, The Giant Stare, adapted for radio by Charles R. Jackson. Tonight's broadcast featured Jessica Greco as Mrs. Weatherburn, Emily Schooley as Till, and Julian Richings as Sheriff Bain. This has been a production of the Mind Reels Old Timey Theater. So make sure you join us next time. So again, though, I got completely wrapped up again. <laughs> again. Ugh. It's different when you know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> when you know what's happening. Yeah. 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 You, you're the murderer. Yeah. Bad guy. Yeah.